Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. What makes them industry giants? Get ready to take a peek inside and learn their secrets of success. This is Silicon Valley Insider, the show that demystifies the valley and helps to elevate your business to the next level. Now, your host for Silicon Valley Insider, Keith Koo. Welcome to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On my show today is Dirk Luth, who is a serial entrepreneur and the co-founder of Upland, which is a virtual game universe that ties to the physical universe. And we'll be sure to discuss what all that means. So don't go away. There's a lot going on in this week's tech news. First up, for those following election news and political news, Twitter and Facebook both are accused of censoring stories related to Hunter Biden, uh, former Vice President Biden and presidential candidate son. And uh, there was a big, big news story this week how Twitter and Facebook actually started censoring tweets of anything related to uh, reports that emails and other things have, have come out. Now, of course, the Republican senators and the Judiciary Committee said that they're going to move to a vote next week, Tuesday, to see if they can subpoena both Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg, respective CEOs of Twitter and Facebook. And in the meantime, this is very breaking. How much time do I have left? So on the heels of the announcement, the FCC also stated that they're very concerned in all three branches of the federal government about what appears to be self-censorship and how this affects Section 230 of the Communications Act. And that's what gives social media companies immunity from things that actual real news sources like television, news outlets, and newspapers have to adhere to. So I'm sure that this is going to be much more news of the making, especially as we approach Election Day. Robinhood, who I talked about before, they are now admitting that 2,000 accounts were indeed hacked, and that was way bigger than what they originally would not disclose on how many people were affected. I'm going to talk more about this in the Cyber Tip of the Week, because as much as we like to blame our service providers, which sometimes is actually relevant, in this case, there's some mixed responsibility, so I'll be talking about in the Cyber Tip of the Week. Fresh on the heels of Waymo and Phoenix announcing the first truly driverless experience where you can get basically a ride share in Phoenix without any driver at all. Cruise, the subsidiary of General Motors, just announced that they just got a permit to do the same thing in San Francisco. So all you San Franciscans, whether you're ready or not, be prepared for driverless vehicles. And the last story this week is IBM, a 190-year-old tech company, announced that they're going to be splitting into two companies with jettisoning the last of their legacy business. That's big news because over the last decades, IBM has really gotten rid of all of its core businesses, and now it's really doing it so that the new company will be focused mainly on digital and cloud. And that's the Tech News of the Week. Welcome back to the show. Once again, my guest today is Dirk Lute, who is the co-founder of Upland. And think of Upland as Monopoly built on top of blockchain, but tied to the physical world. Welcome back, Dirk. Hi, hi. Hi, Keith. Thank you for having me. So, Dirk, you have a fantastic background. So before we get into this 
parallel metaverse, as you call it. Let's talk a little bit about your story and how you ended up in this business. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to share my 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 CV, my life here, what I've previously experienced. So originally, I'm uh, from Germany, but I live in the Silicon Valley now since almost 12 years. And um, I started out my career, actually, my, my let's say my academic career with uh, doing a PhD. And I wrote, that's, of course, important for, for blockchain and all those cryptocurrencies. I wrote a, a thesis about private and state-controlled currencies, where I was really already thinking about decentralization, centralization, and so on. So it was quite, quite interesting. Of course, at that time, there was no, no blockchain around, and uh, you know, we had to deal with other things like paper money, uh, which was going away these days. So it was really fun. Um, after my PhD, I decided to become an entrepreneur. I started in Germany two companies. One was the Financial Times Deutschland or Ger Financial Times Germany, which is a newspaper, which is the last of its kind, let's say it like this, uh, with a nice, interesting approach. And I started a company in the fintech space, which I sold uh, at a, at, uh, you know, after a couple of years of, of operating it. Um, then in, back in 2009, I said I moved to the Silicon Valley and got really early involved into the whole blockchain space or decentralized ledger space. We looked at it, and at this time, actually, in 2011, nobody really has spoken about blockchain. It was more about Bitcoin, if at all. It was still yeah. a very tiny, tiny group, not, not as it's as it today. Uh, so you knew probably everyone who was in that sector. Uh, it was kind of interesting. So, and at the same time, since I'm very attached to entrepreneurship, I've helped a lot of companies, especially from Europe, to come across the pond and get started in the U.S., raise capital, entry, enter the U.S. market, and, you know, find employees here, all these kind of things. So I was really, really honored to help, you know, some companies, which are even, you know, unicorns today. Uh, I mentored them when they were just 10 people, and, you know, they've done a lot of things right. So that was a quite, quite an experience. Yeah, and last but not least, I started in 2018. I started uh, the company Upland, uh, which is, I think, we're going to talk about a little bit later. Yeah, no, that's a fantastic background. So for a serial entrepreneur like yourself, what is the drive to keep reinventing or inventing over and over again? Oh, you always, you never stop. Like, you know, think about Picasso, right? I don't know. He was probably in the 70s or 80s when he created those magnificent, uh, you know, art pieces. So I think that's the same with an entrepreneur. I don't see an entrepreneur really as a, let's say, a job. It's more like like a passion. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's something which goes beyond that. So once you've started with that and you always think in concepts, you always think in ideas and how can you execute on them? I think it never lets you go. I, I think I still, when I'm 80 or 90, I will still come up, probably not with big things anymore, but with something which which gets this started and, and have, you know, maybe some impact on onto the real world. I completely agree. I grew up in very large companies, some considered very innovative for their time, but doing work with startups and seeing all the innovation, not, not all of them are unicorns, but just the amount of, dedication to the art as you compared it to Picasso. It's just a really fascinating process. So always uh, really excited to learn more about that. And that's where I really wanted to talk about Upland. Upland sounds like a really interesting concept. So I want to hear it directly from you. Explain this metaverse and how you tie the virtual world to our physical world. 
Yeah, maybe I start out. How did we come up with that idea? You know, in the first place, it was kind of kind of interesting story. So my two co-founders, uh, Manny Honigstein and Idan Zuckerman, who also lived with me here together in the Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. you know, we've met here and there. Sometimes we do game nights, we watch maybe a movie together. So we've been longtime friends. And one day, when the whole blockchain hype was around, uh, you know, end of 2017, and you know, we had CryptoKitties coming around, we were actually playing the game Monopoly, and it was that. Hmm. You know, why not? You know, because what is unique about blockchain and about NFTs, non-fungible tokens, is, you know, that they are unique, they're scarce. And we said, you know, why not having that, you know, monopoly? Okay, this is one thing. And then why not bring it to to, to somehow to the real world? Put that on blockchain it's, and scarcity. Because, you know, of course, the real world is scarce. Because every address in the world only exists once. And uh, that's how we get, got started. And there's another thing which came into it uh, was we actually watched also the um, series um, uh, net, uh, on Netflix called um, Stranger Things. And there's actually a, a, a parallel world for those who have seen uh, or watched that uh, video, uh, that, that series where, um, you know, it's actually a little bit more negative world. There's a monster in there, but it's called Upside Down. And that's how uh, somehow we also came up with the name of Upland because Upside Down and Upland. So so that's how one and one came together. Um, but back to your question, that was uh, what, what got, you know, us started. And, um, you know, you know, we got inspired by Monopoly, but got inspired by, 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 by Stranger Things, by this series. And then we, we, we set out and looked at different blockchains, how we can really kick this off. And what was super important for us from day one, that this becomes um, a game. And actually, I don't think we're a game. We're much more than this, but a little bit more to that a little bit later. But it should be really easy to get onboarded to use for the average person. Because when you think about today, 2017, 2018, and we were actually a blockchain user, it's super complicated. You have to deal with private keys, with passphrases, with wallets. I mean, really, (laughs) that's that's just not not nothing for what you can really, you know, the average person really wants to bother about. Totally agree. And I think that's what uh, limited a lot of people from jumping in because it was just too complex to onboard. I'm going to pause you right there because we're going to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to talk more about Upland. So you're listening to Silicon Valley Insider. My special guest today is Dirk Lute, who is the co-founder of Upland, a game that touches both the virtual world and the physical world. And when we get back, we'll talk more about that. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at info at svn.biz. You can also find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. We'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. My guest today is Dirk Lute, who is the co-founder of Upland. Dirk is a serial entrepreneur. He's been involved with technology and industry for many years, even being a co-founder of the Financial Times of Germany. Uh, We're here today to talk about his latest project, Upland, which is a virtual game tied to the physical world. Welcome back, Dirk. Well, thank you. Happy to be here. Hey, Dirk, a question I have, which is very relevant because people still, even though Bitcoin and blockchain have been around for over a decade now, uh, there's still some concern about the complexity of onboarding 
using wallets and signing up for accounts and passphrases. What is your thoughts on that? And how do you address this with Upland? How do you make it accessible for people? Yeah, I think the way blockchain related apps and you know also the currency of Bitcoin works today, it's too complicated for, for mass audience. It's not going to be adopted like that. There will be, I, I think today you have maybe maybe 30, 40 million people who are regularly in blockchain. You know, to clear, you know, there's a lot of wallets out there, maybe hundred million these days, but you know, some people have maybe multiple wallets. But I think the, the market for that is probably very much limited. And we know we have, you know, when you look at Facebook, you know, over 2 billion users, right? Mm -hmm. if you're not going to get to those users if you are really complicated. And that was one of the most important things when we were thinking about Upland. How can we do it differently? So we set out and we looked at different blockchains at that time. and said one most important thing is we need to choose a blockchain where we build on, which will actually avoid those complicated things and uh, so our our decision at that time was then we went with the eos blockchain okay. because it allowed us a lot of things to do so when you today when you go to upland um, it's very easy it's very much what you are used to all you need is a password and your email address that's all you need so we technically do a lot of things in the background so you don't as a user you don't have to bother about it but it makes it super simple for you to get on board but then we went a couple steps further when you because most of the blockchain apps today are just available on web browsers but as we know most people are accessing the internet via mobile phone and, and native apps so we also launched apps early this year for iOS and Android. So we are one of the first blockchain games, if not the only one so far, who has actually is available across all devices. So that was the second step, you know, to be really cross-platform was very important for us. And then the third step was, okay, of course, as a company and as a game, you know, we also want to earn some money and people also have to spend money here and there. And, you know, when you think about blockchain again, it's complicated with wallets. We again did what they are used to. So on the web, you can purchase our in-game or in-app currency, which is called Apex, um, either with PayPal or with credit card. Also, we allow crypto payments. So that's just for, for the money in. But you can also use iOS and Android. So, so that's also, it's very smooth. Everything you actually know from, from former apps and from former games, you know, it's no problem. You don't have to learn anything new. And soon, and we'll have some words on that probably later also, is that we will also introduce Fiat Out. We are our partner, um, Stelia and Second Life, which allows you even to, you know, to, to get some of the money, extract some of the monetary value out of Upland again. Well, thank you. Thank you for that answer. And that leads me to think about, we had talked about earlier that when I first started thinking about blockchain as a technology and playing a lot of computer games when I was younger, uh, I immediately thought that of all the things we've talked about, we talked about NFTs before non-fungible tokens and how that is kind of like frequent flyer miles or in-game currency, in-game rewards, that that's a really good use case for blockchain as a technology, just in terms of how people can interact. So you're solving for the onboarding, uh, I also wanted to talk about Second Life, so I'm glad you brought that up. Um, you know, Second Life was very popular, uh, you know, over 10 years ago. You know, this is before Facebook really, really took off. Facebook was just taking off at that time. Uh, Second Life 
still is is there. And so when I heard of your company Upland and how the game um, interacts, I, I immediately thought of the parallel to Second Life. So I'd like to ask you more about that. Yeah, so this is a very good question also in, in that sense. So first of all, uh, with Second Life, we have a strategic partnership with, with Linden Labs and, and they have a subsidiary called Telia, which is their uh, payment provider. So we, we are actually working together with them. So that, that's, a, that's the first thing. We have a very good relationship. And what we are going to do with them is that we are allow what, what is called fiat out. So in the future, our users will be able to sell properties in our marketplace to each other for, for fiat, but not just properties like once you purchased on in, in, in Upland, but also in the future, other digital assets, which makes it very compelling. Where are we different? Well, first and foremost, Second Life, I mean, it's clearly it's not based on the real world. That's We are based on the real world, so there's a difference. Yeah, but the main difference also is about that we are based on blockchain and they are not fair, you know, because they have been created, I think, in 2002 or 2003 or something, right? Of course, there was no real blockchain. There was no blockchain around at that time. So that that's, uh, you know, one of the uh, core core differentiators here. But then if you look a little bit, you go one step further, you know, the whole approach how Upland is created and what you can do in Upland is different, right? I mean, we're talking about what is called right now in the industry, it's called metaverses. So metaverse is what you have with maybe with Fortnite, you have it with Minecraft, Roblox, you know, it's always where people enter a parallel world. So they mm -hmm. leave their existing world. And we are also, even though we're based on the real world, but it's still somehow a parallel world. That's where, where people are in. And, um, and that's, and, you know, like Second Life is a metaverse and we are also a metaverse in a sense. But then, uh, you know, when you go deeper into it, we have a lot of, let's say, more gamification elements in there. We have collections. So when you, you know, when you purchase a property, for instance, in, in San Francisco, where we currently live, you know, we're not live across the world yet. So I have to say that also we just opened up gradually um, New York a little bit, but you know, the core happening is currently in, in San Francisco. So when I give you one concrete example, uh, you, you, you purchase one property in one street and when you collect multiple properties on the same street, you actually start earning a little bit more of our Apex in-game uh, currency. So that is something uh, which, you know, something concretely which, which Second Life doesn't offer. So the whole experience, everything is different. And, you know, for some people, it's great to, you know, to continue with Second Life. And they, they still have a very vibrant economy. And then, you know, some people just joining us new uh, and you want to do things in, in Upland. And, you know, it's like Snapchat and others like Facebook. <laughs> so it's very, very, you know, of course, different age groups and so on. So that's, that's actually the same, same type of thinking here. Yeah, this is this is very interesting. And when we get to our next segment, we'll do a deeper dive into how this parallels Monopoly and why people would be interested in interacting with a metaverse that is uh, not, it's tied to the physical world, but it's not the physical world. I, I did want to bring up, because it's just been the two-year anniversary, uh, when my partners and I held the Tulip Conference two years ago in San Francisco, that's when the EOS mainnet was voted to launch. And, it, you know, EOS has gone through a lot, but it's great to hear that there's a lot of good use cases and people are building on top of that network. So uh, it's very uh, compelling because of the transaction potential for that particular blockchain. So it's a, it's a, it's a good structural choice. All right. Yeah. No, so far we're very happy with, with that choice. It's actually right for blockchain for us was a very good choice. <laughs> so 
we're out of time on this segment. When we get back, we'll dive into all the things about Upland that people are curious about. Once again, you're listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. Uh, special guest is Dirk Lute, co-founder of Upland. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at info at svn.biz. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. We'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider, radio show and podcast. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, I have Dirk Luth, who is a serial entrepreneur, as well as the founder of Upland. We've been talking about how Upland is a virtual gaming universe built on top of blockchain, but also tied to the physical universe. So if you can imagine owning property in the United States, say in San Francisco, and then be able to own that corresponding piece of digital property in Upland. That is where we're talking about NFTs, non-fungible tokens. So don't go away. On this week's Cyber Tip, I'm going to follow up on a story I read during Tech News, which is Robinhood, the really easy to use online trading app for your mobile device, that they had a hack. And originally, they didn't talk much about it. Uh, People said it wasn't a hack because it was really people did not secure their accounts and their email addresses and passwords. Well, regardless, over 2,000 people were affected. Uh, Robinhood did admit that. But in terms of what happened, they're still being very opaque. Uh, What looks like happened very frequently involved two-factor authentication. So that's what I want to talk about. And in two-factor authentication, you know, where you sign up for a service and it says, hey, we want to make you even safer by texting to your phone or emailing to your email address in case you get locked out. Well, in this case, many of the Robinhood users, when they thought they forgot their password or got locked out uh, or something they thought was suspicious with their accounts, those emails from Robinhood in this case were going into their email account, say Gmail, for instance, and it would hit their trash folder. And it wasn't until they looked into their trash folder, they saw this activity that these emails were then being sent over to some random email address. And that's where the hackers were getting all the information and all the instructions on how to reset their account. And that's how all these users got their stock and their portfolios liquidated. So the cyber tip is to always be vigilant of your account. Understand that two-factor authentication is not a guarantee, especially if the two-factor the secondary account is also not safeguarded. And this happens quite frequently. So just be always vigilant. And that's the cyber tip of the week. Welcome back to the show. Once again, my special guest today is Dirk Lute, who is the co-founder of Upland, a company that is tying the virtual world to the physical world. Welcome back, Dirk. Hi, I'm happy to be here again. <laughs> So, so Derek, let's talk about, it's so curious, let's talk about how Upland is a game that operates in the virtual world built on top of blockchain, yet is tied to the physical world. Yeah, so Upland is basically based on three pillars, and we say play, earn, and connect. So the first pillar is play, or let's say entertainment. That's what you would expect from a from a from a game, right? That's uh, so we have a couple of what is called game loops integrated right now. That includes, for instance, I mentioned before the 
the collections you have to complete. And you know, in, in San Francisco, you can complete 21 collections. They have different difficulty levels. And it works very much like, you know, from, from card games. Monopoly has a similar logic. We have to collect multiple streets and so on. So this is a very known game loop as such. However, we also have other game loops in, integrated right now, for instance, Treasure Hunt or scavenger hunts. Uh, so that's also what makes people super excited to always come back. And we have also live events. And this is also what is very new to, to games. And you have this, you see that also in Fortnite, who are hosting you know, live concerts and so on. And we're also going into that direction. Right now, it's all still very virtual. So for instance, the other day, we had to organize what is called the San Francisco Love Tour, where actually lots of uplanders, how we call them, gathered together. And they had to solve some 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 riddles and then actually was was organized like a scavenger hunt and then they had to have to find you know all you know musicians who lived in San Francisco once and see where they live and so it was a fun tour for them to to participate in and at the end you know they would get get a, get a, would get a small goodie so that was uh, that's what we are you know understanding of play or entertainment um, Earn the next pillar is the idea is eventually as you know the the in the future, people will will earn money not just in the physical world but in the digital world. We can have a whole discussion around that, what that really means. But in terms of upland, it's first of all you have maybe some speculators. So they're purchasing today a property in San Francisco, and then they find another user who needs it for his collections or just wants to have it because he maybe lives there in real life. And then you, you can maybe sell a property as a as, you know with a nice markup and a kind of a speculation type of thing. But that's not what we are in for at the end. We are really in for the long haul. That means we want users or uplanders to build and operate businesses. So what we'll launch later this year is what is called um, first of all that you can develop your properties. So you can not right now what you do is you only buy the pure parcel, but then you can actually build. Um, you know, buildings on top of it. And then we also going to sell business licenses. You will be able to run a business virtually in Upland. So that means, uh, you know, like what we call so it's a virtual car dealership. So you can sell virtual cars to other players in the future. A virtual nursery, you can sell plants so they can take the plant and put it on their virtual property. So you can eventually make a living in Upland, uh, in, uh, first of all, virtually, but maybe then also somehow connected to the physical world, which makes it super interesting. So um, let's, let's say you own a nursery in real life and now you sell, you know, especially in COVID times when you have to shut down, maybe you can continue your digital digital uh, version of your nursery and continue to sell sell some interesting things. Um, what we are super excited about is also what we are going to introduce is NFT galleries. And the idea is that users will be able to import NFTs from any other blockchain or any other um, um, you know, game into Upland. And so we did already a small test with CryptoKitties. So today when you go on Angel Island north of uh, San Francisco, you already see lots of CryptoKitties hovering around there. We had an event called CryptoKitties Retirement island and then people were sending us their crypto keys but the idea of the nft gallery is that you will be able to upload let's say when you have a digital art you can upload it and then hang this you know rich digital art uh, you know on the wall of your virtual building so that's the first level just to show things uh, but then the second level will be that we also eventually will allow you to trade those so even though it's based and we use it using an escrow solution we're going to uh, how to uh, you know technically how are we going to do that but the idea would be 
you maybe that's an Ethereum NFT or an NFT from Wax or whatever other blockchain you have out there. You imported quotation marks into Upland. And now you're able to trade those, right? We have to still to overcome some regulatory um, hurdles here. But once we have done that, we are going to also introduce it, which just makes it super interesting. How many metaverses do you have in Upland? Well, the Upland itself is just one metaverse, okay. right? And yeah. it has different communities, different cities and, and so on in the future, right? So in the third version is what it's now, and this has many more regulatory things, but the third version is that we will a want to enable our users to import real world assets. What I mean with that is, because I don't know if you heard about it, but you can tokenize real world assets. You can tokenize a Picasso drawing. You can tokenize yes. maybe an old timer car. And then you only own a token in real life. But what do you do with it in real life, right? It sits in your wallet or somewhere. It's kind of boring, right? How about if you import that you know, piece into Upland and then uh, eventually uh, then you can drive around, uh, you know, even though you only own this one token of this old timer car, but now you can drive a replica in Upland, the full version again. And you can sell it maybe. But again, this is only coming later once we've uh, you know, got all this regulatory uh, things out of the way. So play, first pillars, earn the second pillar, and the third pillar is actually connect. Um, we want our users to build communities within Upland. So there will be virtual coffee shops. They can meet in coffee shops. They can gather together. It's this whole idea of social networking, but let's say on more micro level to it. So that you can maybe go watch a movie together in a, in a virtual movie theater. Then maybe after the movie's over, you can discuss you know, the movie, what you liked, what you did not like. And so this is also very important to us because right now we believe we want to build a very, very strong community. And we already have that. We have a very, very engaged community on Discord and on Telegram. We launched something like Upland Contributor Network, where, where we have um, helping other Uplanders to create content around Upland. That means they, they created YouTube videos, they created short films, they created even a rap song, they created a podcast. So we really want to incorporate the whole community idea into, into Upland and uh, build the next generation. I tend to say not social network, but you know where people actually can meet and, and exchange each other. Yeah, and the reason, thank you. The reason why I asked about the metaverse question is that of course it's, if you have a defined single metaverse for your platform, then more opportunity to ensure that on the blockchain, everything is the single copy or the single item when the NFT gets gets ported over. So that, that's good. Um, one of the companies I advise is a real estate blockchain company. So blockchain as a technology, it, there's a parallel here in that we tokenized every property in North America, every residential property as a placeholder for whatever data we wanted associated with that. And that was originally started off as a referral platform so that when realtor to realtor wanted to, to uh, refer business to each other, that you would ensure that you could tie everything to the transaction on that. So it's very interesting that in the game world, you're doing something similar, which is ensuring that all the parcels of land or what have you are being tracked accordingly. Yeah, that's, that's the most important thing, right? So first of all, it's a pretty interesting idea what you do there. And that's what we also want to do, right? We want to partner with lots of other uh, you know, companies who are doing something in the space, right? And you know, it's not that we have to invent everything on our own. That's also the way we want to build. Upland is going to be also an open developer platform where people can build on, on top of it. 
But it all comes down what blockchain enables you. And this is, this is what is, has been used very often is like true ownership, right? So, so that is really the, the difference. Because when you play a game today in Fortnite, they can always take away your assets. But if you are in, you know, in, a, in a blockchain game, right, it sits there on the blockchain. You can always query it you know, through, through you know, third-party you know, applications and see, okay, it's there, right? It's mine. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's associated to, to my wallet. And that's what also is important when you launch a game like Upland. So you stop talking about this typical blockchain lingo, right? Uh, you know, like you talk about what I mentioned earlier about keys and then ciphering and so on. And you know, most of the people say, well, what, what does the guy, or even true ownership might be, or what does this really mean, right? So you have, instead of saying, you know, true ownership, you should, you know, if you own it, you can sell it. That's what people understand. Or I buy something and I can sell it again, right? That's interesting, right? So, so you have to find other metaphors, which makes it really, for average people, easy to understand and, you know, things they have heard elsewhere. Thank you. Um, how do people start playing around with Upland? How do they get a hold of it? Yeah, first of all, you can go to the upland.me website and sign on on the web, uh, or you can um, also go to iOS and Android store and, and download the app from there. And, and create an account, very simple, and then you, you get into, there's a, a short tutorial, how, how everything works. But we highly recommend also to check out our, our Medium blog, to join our Discord community, because our community is super helpful, because Upland is, you know, sometimes can become complex, because it's the world, <laughs> and, uh, you know, lots of things happen, different things happening in different areas of San Francisco already. So you might want to take an, an experienced Uplander, and they're always helpful, you know, to, to you know, ask the questions, you know, how, how to do and how to strategize. And again, super simple, get onboarded. All right. Well, Dirk, Lute, thank you so much for being on the regular portion of our show today. Uh, we appreciate learning more about Upland. And we don't want you to go away because when we come back, we're going to be on the pivot talking about the future. So if you want to learn more about Upland, you can email us at info at svn.biz. You can go to the upland.me website, and you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. And I'll be right back to end the show. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. My special guest today has been Dirk Lute, who is the co-founder of Upland. And Dirk is also a serial entrepreneur. He's done a lot of stuff in and outside of Silicon Valley. Welcome back, Dirk. Thank you. Thank you, Keith. So, Dirk, thanks again for being on the show. We had a really great discussion around Upland, how you're tying the virtual world to the physical world and how you're doing that through gamification. I wanted to take it one step further today because especially with COVID-19, the pandemic, everything is changing about how we interact with the world, how people are interacting with the world. And we don't know yet when the lockdown is going to be lifted. Uh, It's almost like we're starting to become those scenes out of movies like Ready Player One. Because when I think about the work you're doing with Upland and the metaverse, it kind of feels like that. Where do you think it's headed? Yeah, I think that's clearly the direction where, where, where it's heading because for, for several reasons. Uh, first of all, you know, the world, unfortunately, you know, will currently have 8 billion people on the globe and will probably accelerate, uh, I think, until 2070 or so. I read once, you know, you know 20 plus billion people. 
So that means uh, you know space is going to get you know less for for everyone, right? So that's a, that's the first thing uh, you know. So then you have to find if there's less physical space. So what do you do? And you know, I tend to say you know, thankfully you know we invented the digital space, and that's where I think those kind of metaverses will come in. And the Ready Player One was of course it was a movie and was drama <laughs> and things, but I see that much more in, a, in the direction that it will become in the sense as an add-on to our everyday life. And, you know, if you just think about of the evolution of media in general, so when movies started, it was black and white, and, you know, I did not really immerse, then radio came up, and then TV came up. I immersed, people immersed more and more than mobile phones. They were always on their phones. And the next level will be those metaverses. So I will spend a lot of time in those metaverses, not just for playing and for fun, but also to do all these other things, which is uh, important for my daily life. You know, I might, you know, people always say, you know, I cannot really order food in the virtual world, right? But this is not really true, right? Or I cannot eat in the virtual world. What might happen is that you go into a virtual restaurant, right? And you participate in kind of a social setting, and then uh, the food will be delivered to you, uh, you know, by, by an Uber robot or something, and <laughs> you still eat while the others also receive the same food at the same time, but maybe completely different places of the world. But like this, we can actually expand our, our horizon, and I'm very optimistic and positive towards, towards that future because I think it's a good thing for, for, for mankind. That, that is interesting. I have a friend down in Southern California who's doing something called Food Festive, and how they're starting it is they're doing – uh, say you and 10 friends order the same food from the same restaurant and it gets delivered simultaneously. And then through a video experience, the chef explains what you're eating. They've created a virtual experience around a physical event. Yeah, that's exactly how, how it's going to happen, right? And then and so on. And it's going to be mixed with, uh, with our real world activities, but that's where, 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 where it's going for sure. So then in, in Upland, I didn't ask you earlier, are you dealing with the world in the universe through avatars or actually you're doing video of yourself in the virtual world? Well, what we right now have is, uh, you know, as, as a first phase is what, what is called a game piece. We call it Block Explorer and it's a looky, funny looking thing. And, you know, you first of all, you give yourself a name in Upland, so it's not your real name, whatever funny name I've seen so far. And, um, and then you have this little game piece and you use your game piece to, to travel around within, uh, within Upland. Uh, I would not exclude that one day maybe, you know, this game piece or yourself, you know, move, uh, you know, eventually to a different level of, of avatar, which looks maybe more like yourself. But let's see what also the community wants and uh, how this is going to evolve. That's great. And so in the last couple of minutes, what else do you see happening with how people are interacting with the virtual and the physical world? Yeah, virtual world does not mean only, uh, you know, like virtual reality. I'm running around with these headsets. Um, it also means, of course, augmented reality, maybe, or a computer, right? So I think, you know, when we told our kids now, you know, take away your phone, right? Our kids will tell their kids, <laughs> you know, you know, take off your glasses because in the future, people will always wear those glasses and, uh, you know, always have, you know, some kind of interaction. So, you know, when you take off the glasses, the world is going to be maybe for some people kind of not that interesting because you have less, 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 less impact on, you know, what's happening around you also on a virtual level. So that's, 
that's that's one thing. But I think that we're not going to stop there. Uh, eventually, uh, you know, because right now it's still always a device. Right now you hold the device in the hand like a phone and the glasses. But eventually, I don't know when that comes, but maybe in the 30s or so, right, when we start implementing small chips in, into ourselves, right? Okay, now is it, oh, it's so dangerous and so on. But again, I believe there's also some positive aspects to it where we enhance our environment, where we enhance our daily life with, uh, you know, with technology. Yeah, we're getting into what Elon Musk talks a lot about. I'm personally not sure if I'm there yet, but I know that a lot of people are working towards um, biohacking, uh, tech hacking. And so it's yet to be seen where we ultimately end up with that. But I, I do agree that a lot of people are, are working on those solutions. I think it's inevitable at the end of the day, right? It's just very much like like when you talk to my grandparents now, right now or my parents, right? That maybe they grew up with TV. Well, that's it, right? And operating a phone is already difficult. But look at the what is called now the current generation. I yeah. think everyone born after 2006, they even called Generation Glass, right? It was the first generation who had always a phone or an iPad or something around them. And you know now the next generation is born after 2025, 20, right? They, uh, you know, they're getting more attached also to this whole AI things, and, and it's just going to move gradually into it. It's going to be socially and uh, from society more accepted. Um, it's just the way it is, and eventually it drives people also there because it's the only choice they have. Because to to find a job, maybe it's all virtual in the future, and you have to do something. You cannot you cannot dance around it anymore. So that's that's just a, you know not you cannot prevent it. That's my opinion. So so Dirk, thank you for your time today. I'll definitely have to have you on back so we can talk more about this. But thanks for being on the show. All right, thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Enjoyed it very much. Yep. So you're listening to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm Keith Koo. My special guest today is Dirk Lute, the co-founder of Upland. Any questions about what we talked about today, email us at info at svn.biz. And we will see you next week. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. For questions or comments on today's program or to schedule a complimentary consultation with Keith about your business, call 1-888-828-SVIN. That's 1-888-828-7846, 888-828-SVIN. 